0: The South African Human Rights Commission is hosting a national investigative hearing on how to deal with the issue of racism on social media. The Commission is trying to arrive at an understanding as to what constitutes racism in the social media context and who should be accountable and to what extent. The Commission says it does not identify social media as a specific category in classifying human rights complaints it receives. However, social media is increasingly being cited as a location in which race-based equality complaints arise. The HRC spokesperson Gail Smith is on the line to discuss this further. Gail, good afternoon to you. Just how big is the problem becoming in terms of the work that you do in terms of fielding complaints? Because it does seem like an easy space uh, for people to say things uh, glibly and perhaps which they may regret later, but certainly it's a place where people do gather.
1: Good afternoon to you and your listeners. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, because of the ubiquity of of social media and the web in general, um, it is just a place not only where people post things that are offensive, but other people repost. And so, you know, the dissemination factor is also something that needs to be taken into cognizance that it's such a free space that not only can people say things, but also they can disseminate them very far and wide.
0: In, in in those terms, in that dissemination terms, it strikes me that this is, is in a way taking possibly a, an isolated issue and then creating a much broader issue. Is this the kind of thing you're seeing?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that anybody who is on Facebook or, or or Twitter, for that matter, or any social media platform can see the ways in which, you know, what's coming up on your feed has been shared by various other people. And we can, you know, you can see shared so many times. So that is definitely part of the problem is the dissemination factor.
0: And uh, obviously, and one of the things about social media and the changing online uh, interaction space, it, it is a very, very fluid environment. So, clearly i imagine it's not very easy and we all know that it is a free space to try and come up with you know sort of some sort of terms of reference as to what uh, is good behaviour online i mean is this the kind of thing you're grappling with
1: that's exactly the thing we're grappling with. But it's not just us, and it's not just South Africa. This is a global phenomenon, and, and I think a lot of the platforms, the international companies, such as Facebook, etc., are also grappling with this issue. It's, it's that, it, you know, it isn't easy to come up with easy solutions, because these are global platforms. They cross jurisdictions. They cross boundaries. However, that said, They are also very good platforms for education and for turning the, you know, sort of turning the lens on racism, but definitely it's a very, very much a global issue, and, you know, other countries are grappling with it in in similar ways. Germany is struggling with with the issue of online hate. America is struggling with the same issue. So it is a global phenomenon, and I think in different countries, people are all trying to find ways of encouraging free speech, but also encountering hate speech.
0: Mm Hate speech is, uh, I mean, again, it's a bit of a, a term which has certainly got been in the focus because of the proposed hate speech bill. In, in those terms, I mean, is that something ultimately which may be the best way of trying to control this in South Africa is by coming up with some very set, hard and fast rules <laughs> about what is and what isn't acceptable? Well,
1: the thing is, I mean, you can legislate to a point, but you can't, you know, the real work has got to be done in the hearts and minds of of people, you know. So, yes, sure, we all currently do have legislation which effectively is aimed at hate, and it's part of the sort of common law. It, you know, similarly, we have um, laws against rape. It doesn't necessarily stop it. So we're not advocating for censorship, and we're not particularly pushing for a particular line on, on to legislate or shut down people. We have to try and fi- try and find ways where we encourage and we allow the sort of free speech that is allowed on social media platforms, but we also balance that with an understanding of the responsibility, not just to the citizens that are posting, the citizens that are sharing, but also the companies on whose platforms this is being disseminated. We have to inculcate a culture where people begin to understand their roles and responsibilities as active citizens in a democracy. We find that a lot of people will take screen grabs of screen grabs of screen grabs and send them to us. And very often they don't stop to think that they should actually just rather report it to Facebook because Facebook does have policies and those are private platforms. They're private entities and they're private companies and they have the infrastructure to deal with it. So, you know, we try to incorporate um, some sort of understanding of how we as a society can deal with with the problem without over-legislating everything because laws have a utility to a point
0: And one of the things which could potentially impact this and aggravate it is, again, through uh, our social media platforms, we do get targeted uh, by specific news, and we have started talking about alternative facts. Has the Human Rights Commission picked up that some incidents have been instigated or sparked off from somebody getting information which is completely incorrect?
1: We have not specifically picked up this particular issue, but, I mean, I think the point about social media, is that it is a great platform for people who have you know, problemi- problematic agendas to push their agendas and to, you know, to disseminate them in ways that they come across as credible um, or to disseminate facts which suit their agenda but don't necessarily speak to the, the situation in society. And that is where counter-speech comes in because counter-speech, gives you an opportunity to speak back in a way that doesn't make people feel that they are under attack, but to to sort of debunk the underlying stereotype, stereotypes and myths that they are perpetuating on Facebook. And you see individuals do that on Facebook. When somebody comments on something which is sexist or racist, you will usually see that other people who are friends with that person will respond with countering facts. And, and, and so that is one of the ways in which we can actually use a social media platform to speak back to alternative facts or news that is not really real news.
0: Two days to get through a lot of discussions, I'm sure. In terms of uh, the interest and the people who have been invited and who want to participate in this process over the next uh, day or two, uh, how strong are, are the group's representative? I went through it and I said like, I couldn't think of anyone who's missing out.
1: Um, yeah, we do have a very, very good representation of organisations who are coming through, so governmental NGOs, individual researchers who are concerned with the issue, and then Facebook themselves are coming in. They sent a high-level representative to come in and make submission. And we also have a lot of in- lots of interest here from the media. So there are quite a few um, journalists who are covering covering it today. It's a very big issue. And it's one that we, as a United Commission, confront every day. Yeah, in, in a sense, um, you know, South Africa has almost been sort of overtaken by technology. You know, I mean, our, our, our social cohesion project has almost, to, to a certain extent, not been hijacked. But you know, it's brought a whole different perspective to social cohesion and, and how we deal with racism. And, and um, I think that the, the fact that so many people have agreed to make submissions and have made submissions, even though they're not going to be here today, speaks to the problem that this is an issue that vexes across the spectrum of South Africa, that it's not just a black issue or a white issue, but that many people are concerned about online hate.
0: And uh, would the idea then sort of come out uh, with some sort of working draft or or agreement at uh, the end of this?
1: Well, it's not an investigative hearing, so we're not necessarily going to have any particular findings. What we're going to do is take all the various inputs that we've had, and we're going to synthesize it into some kind of a report on the issue of social media and online aid and what the various perspectives are. This is not an official investigation, so we're not going to find or judge anyone in particular. What we're trying to find out is how, how are several people, organizations across sectors, engaging with the matter? what do they think? the solutions are what are the challenges that they are facing and to come up with something that a report that synthesizes all of this to give some guidance as to how we as a society deal with online hate and also who takes who takes responsibility how do we hold people accountable and who should be held accountable
0: thanks to gail smith who's the south african human rights commission spokesperson speaking about uh, that uh, two-day hearing